Kevin, DMU. Has anyone ever known a good person named Kevin? We, we hung out with, with Kevin from Alcohol by Volume. He only says like three words. He, he's like really shy. He doesn't talk to me. Towards the end of the night when he was drinking more, man, he, he was he was right there with us talking on my own minute. Alcohol by Volume. Oh, I'm actually kind of drunk. Alcohol by Volume. Awesome show. 
really want to get drunk, <laughs> listen to that show. Because by hour two, he's blitzed. I bet. Oh, it's awesome. Because it's a beer show. Kevin, some stupid kid. Oh, weird Polish last name, yeah. Where's your dedication there, Kevin? Your own show or someone else's? I shove alcohol in my butthole. That's not it? There's nothing to do with butthole. I mean, can you even get drunk anymore? It's kind of like a drinking a vitamin so you're blaming the drunkard. Yes, I'm blaming the MLR drunkard, Kevin. Hello, bartender. I have thought it over, and far from being a fat pig, you are very nice. And I would like another drink. Take a barf, drunkie! Welcome to Alcohol by Volume. It is Tuesday, September 17th, 2013. I am your host, Kevin. Welcome to the show all about beer drinking and fucking up your liver beyond recognition. Uh, if you want to Skype in, Alcohol by Volume, all one word, or you can call 862-345-7125. That's 862-ALCOHOL. Uh, you can check out what we're talking about in the Facebook group, facebook.com slash group slash alcohol by volume. And of course, download all the illustrious shows on More Like Radio. You can go uh, to iTunes, just search out More Like Radio, or you can go to morelikeradio.com slash downloads, and also, of course, on morelikeradio.org. And finally, check out the Alcohol by Volume beer tasting list. It is at tinyurl.com slash tasting. Pretty much anything that you find yourself drinking, you can add it to that list, rate it, uh, add the beeradvocate.com link for it, uh, tell us what you think of it, all that good stuff, how much you paid for it, and there's a algorithm, yeah, wow, I'm starting early, algorithm on there that'll kind of decide your best bang for the buck in terms of the alcohol by volume of the beer versus what you paid for it, things like that. Um... Wow, there's already there's already some scuffling going on in the chat. And if you're not in the chat, you should be there more like radio.com slash live. Join in. If you're a podcaster, you, you miss out, but I'm still glad you're downloading because you're obviously listening to me right now, just on the download. Um yeah, Cornex uh posting the TARDIS Prime in the uh in the chat there. A uh Doctor Who TARDIS uh, blended with Optimus Prime. I want to say I've seen that one before, but I'm not 100% sure, but it's still pretty cool. And of course, it's it's for the Matt Smith ears because it has the bow tie. Um, but yeah, Cornex and Mitch are now assaulting each other in the chat, which is always amusing. Uh, b- before I get into all the material and everything tonight, it, this, this is a little aside. Th- this is probably, I don't know, this is probably material more for something like the Nerd Hour or pretty much any other show other than mine, because this has absolutely nothing to do with beer. But during dinner, my wife and I were watching last night's episode, and I think it was the season finale, of Under the Dome. It's on CBS. It's based on a Stephen King story, novel, I'm not sure what it was. I think, if I remember correctly, it was something that Stephen King tried to write back in the 70s, couldn't complete, and then completed later. Anyway, the story in this show is decently compelling enough. the basic gist of it is that there's this town called Chester's Mill that all of a sudden one day there's this dome that appears over it 
and all the people are trapped inside. And, you know, all hell breaks loose. People start losing their goddamn minds and all that sort of shit. In fact, the guy that plays Hank in Breaking Bad, or played Hank in Breaking Bad, um, is in it. He plays uh, a politician in the show. Um, but anyway, the concept of it, them trying to figure out, you know, what is the dome? Why is it here? Can we get it down? Blah, 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 blah. Okay, that, you know, the whole story of it's compelling. And that's what's kept me coming back week after week. But the characters in that show are some of the dumbest, most gullible people I have ever seen written into a TV show. Um, I'm trying to think if there's any... like There, there are maybe... <laughs> this is one of those rare instances where the teenagers in the show seem to be the most logical people in the show and then there are a couple quote adults that actually seem to know what's up the rest of the people though are fucking stupid without going into too many plot points and stuff imagine one character is finally discovered to have done some very corrupt things very bad things and he's been lying about things for years and just reveals himself to be a generally bad guy and one person finds out about it and confronts him on it and he pretty much owns up to it. And then he tells her some outlandish story of, oh, this person, you know, you know, they, they've been doing everything good in the town, but oh, they, they, they shot someone for no reason. And, you know, we have to get him. Oh my God. And the person fucking believes it. So it's, oh my god, you've been lying to us all this time and you're horrible and horrible. Oh my god. Wait, what's that you're telling me? You're telling me something that is completely unbelievable? And you just want me to take it on faith? Oh, of course, sure, I'll believe you. Fucking stupid ass people. So it it's one of those shows where I, I love watching it, but I'm screaming at the TV half the time. And I guess that's kind of fun in itself. Um, <laughs> Cornax in the chat says, did nobody on the show watch the Simpsons movie? The dome's obviously there because some asshole dumped pig shit in a lake. <laughs> okay. That's actually, that's actually kind of funny considering, well, considering something that happened in the season finale for any of my listeners that do happen to watch it and haven't seen the episode. I don't want to, there, there was something that involved the lake. So see what happens with that. But the season finale, well, the show the show is it has a lot of names that were attached to Lost too, uh, and you can see them trying to go for that particular type of storytelling. I mean, one of the characters is even extremely reminiscent of uh, Sawyer from Lost. So. <laughs> <laughs> Mitch says the dome is actually a true story based off the Minnesota dome that collapsed because of so much goddamn snow. I I do remember that. <sighs> but yeah, so I just I just had to rant about that because that was pissing me the fuck off. Meanwhile, Breaking Bad this weekend was fucking amazing, and uh, without getting into any spoiler realm with that, um, Skyler is still the most hateable character on that show it's amazing how hateable she is it's great ah such a bitch ah 
So I suppose I should get into uh, my material because I got to finish my show on time tonight. Because preseason hockey tonight, the Red Wings are in Chicago at 8 p.m. and I need to find an illegal stream to catch the show or catch the game because they do not air the preseason games because the NHL is stupid. But I still like hockey anyway. Um, I actually picked this up. Uh, well, you know what? I, let me let me mention this first. First, well, <laughs> this would be about tenth, I believe. Um, to give credit where credit's due. At the top of the show, that uh, cover of our new favorite song, The Fox. Want to give credit for that? That was from Justin Bonnets. Check him out on his SoundCloud page. It's at soundcloud.com slash amneon, uh, A-M-N-A-E-O-N. He's got a lot of great shit on there, actually. He does metal stuff. He does electronic stuff. He seems to just run the gamut of everything. He even, I don't know. Some some of you might enjoy this. I I will admit that I did. He had a good metal cover of InSync's "Bye Bye Bye," and fuck you, it kicks ass. I'm not saying I like InSync, although I, I probably do like some of their songs. I'll admit that. But it, he he does some good work there. So check him out. SoundCloud.com/slash A M N A E O N and uh, give him some traffic. Ah, so I wanted to show this in the chat here. I saw this on Reddit. Uh, pretty much right as I was leaving work for the day. And I don't know the location of this photo, but I'll post in the chat here. Apparently, someone on Reddit, his guy, this guy's local Sam's Club, is selling an entire barrel of Jack Daniels. You know, I'm, I'm assuming this is the barrel that it's been aging in or something. I don't know. It, um... Just looking at the sign, Jack Daniels, single barrel select, Tennessee whiskey, buy the barrel, whiskey lover's dream, what's included, I can't see further there. But the price on this, it says it's a one-time buy, and honestly, your average Sam's Club shopper, I don't see them being able to afford this. Maybe a bar owner would you know, pick this up just as an attraction kind of for his bar, but the price on it is just shy of $10,000. Um, okay. Yeah. And uh, Mitch says he's heard of that before. Um, them doing that at the, at the big box stores. Cornex's reaction is pretty much perfect right there. Holy shit. But yeah, just shy of $10,000 and it's, it's a barrel full of Jack Daniels. You're not going to get it really any fresher than that. I'm gathering. I, I don't see, you know, your average, you know, guy with a, you know, a few bottles of booze in his house picking that up. I don't even see your, your person with a bar set up in their house with dozens of bottles of booze picking something like that. $10,000, that's a good chunk of change there. I, I, I see a, I see a bar owner purchasing that and promoting the shit out of it. And selling the hell out of the JD that's in there at a really, really marked up value and potentially making back, you know, twice, three times what he paid for it. That, to me, would be the best idea. Um, well, okay, Cornac says, you're going to tell me that nobody at the Walmart spinoff is enough of an alcoholic to buy that? Perhaps if they, well, if they have that kind of limit on their credit card, <laughs> perhaps they will. What do you mean I maxed out my credit card? What the fuck did I do? You bought a barrel, Jack Daniels. 
You bought a barrel of Jack Daniels. Fuck you, bitch. Make me a pie. Something like that. But I thought that was kind of cool. Just one of those random things I saw. And it wasn't even on like the alcohol subreddit. Just happened to be front page right when I was looking at it at the end of the day. Uh, let me take a sippy sip here. Right now, I am drinking Mummy Train Pumpkin Ale from Flat Earth Brewing. This is courtesy of Mitch. Yes, I did get my beer from Mitch. If you have not seen the unboxing video, you can either go to the Alcohol by Volume Facebook page, where I have it linked there, or, of course, you can go to the More Like Radio YouTube page at youtube.com slash radio. Check it out there. I've been told that it's actually kind of amusing. And while you're at that YouTube page, uh, be sure to check out the video from last Friday's Brain Stew Radio. Trust me, cat scat fever. It was brilliant. Dennis Punchy and I could not stop laughing. I, I was fortunate enough to be there live for that wonderfulness. But it, it wasn't even it wasn't even the smearing of the cat shit that was the best part. It was everything that ensued after. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, make sure you download last Friday's Brain Suit and then check out the video just to see Hammy's facial expressions. Like I said, fucking brilliant. The height of comedy. That was that was amazing radio. Amazing radio. Ah. Cornac saying, fuck you, bitch, make me a pie. I think we just got a dark look into the Whitehassock household. Well, you know, I, 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 I do enjoy pie, and I will sometimes ask my... Well, not ask. I will, I, will, I will politely insist, demand, force, not by gunpoint, I don't have any guns, uh, to make a pie. And then, you know, she says, well, I don't, I don't have any pie materials. I'm like, make me a fucking pie! Figure it out! And I usually get you know slapped or something like that i don't know <sighs> my wife does make a good pie we just never have any fruit in the house except for apple and well you know yeah. I, i'm kind of trailing off here i'm losing steam mm. but uh the the beers that mitch got solid across the board uh today when i got home from work i had the oh dear god okay had to get my brain working again. Had the Grain Belt Nordeast from Shell Brewing, and that... Damn it, Mitch. I, he's right. The only fruit is in front of him, like, right now. Thank you. Um, I had the, the Grain Belt Nordeast from Shell Brewing. Really, really good. Nice, simple Vienna lager. Really good, though. Really enjoyed that. Then uh, we... Let's see. With breakfast... With breakfast. With dinner which happened to be a breakfast kind of dish. It was a uh, like a chili omelet that my wife made, which was pretty good, homemade chili and everything. I had the Lake Superior Oatmeal Stout, which also was fucking delicious, and I figured it, it paired well going, you know, the whole breakfast angle, oatmeal stout, breakfast, you know. Then I had the... Jesus Christ, wow, I'm just realizing I'm on my fourth bottle now. I had the uh, Shell... The uh, Shell Shocked... Uh, grapefruit Radler, which I had been looking forward to, was not disappointed, very good, was not overpowering with the grapefruit, balanced beautifully. I gotta add all these to the beer tasting list. I just have not had a chance, particularly because, well, three of them I drank since I got home, so kind of explains it a little bit. 
And um, there was also one that I had, was that yesterday? I'm trying to remember. I think it was yesterday. It was the, um, oh God, what the hell was it? See, this sucks. I My memory is fucking awful. But that's why I go to Untapped because that way I can kind of keep track of what the hell I've been drinking. Um, oh, okay. The um, From Lift Bridge Brewery, it's the Silhouette Russian Imperial Stout. It, wow. It, the first sip that I took of that, it made me realize I haven't had a Russian Imperial Stout in a while. Probably the, I think the last one I had was, um, one of the Rogue ones. Probably the, probably the, uh, Espresso one. And my palate was not ready for it when that first taste hit my tongue. Cause I had that, kind of that initial, like, shiver from it. But, Really, really, really good. It had a really nice bite to it, and uh, actually, and it's kind of funny that the, the oatmeal stout from Lake Superior Brewing had a similar kind of bite to it too. I, if if I didn't know better, I would have thought both of those were uh, barrel aged because they did have that kind of taste to them. But Mitch, you you did good. You did uh you d- you did a fantastic job there okay mitch says it better be good it was 15 dollars a bottle yeah it that that one is strong and that is that is not an entry level (laughs) imperial russian stout but that one was a pleasure to drink and it well it got me buzzing pretty good last night so i was happy with that (laughs) and like i said right now i'm drinking the mummy train pumpkin ale and the only one i got left is the uh, it is also from Flat Earth Brewing the Black Helicopter Coffee Stout. So, uh, with any luck, I will be drinking that by the end of the show as well. So, beer trade successful, beer trade delicious. I would do beer trades all the time if it wasn't for the fact that they do get you know kind of pricey when it comes into the shipping. But as a once in a while kind of thing, you know. Take a chance on it. Uh, just you know, make sure you package it up all good. Don't want your bottles breaking. But honestly, it's it's the best way to get stuff from different parts of the country. And that actually, oddly enough, that actually kind of leads into the next thing I was going to talk about. He uh, Mitch had a question on the Facebook group regarding buying beer online. Um, since I, from what I've thought before can't really do it in jersey i'm not really good authority on reputable sites shipping charges and you know such and such so if you know of any good sites post it on the facebook group well, yeah okay mitch says you don't want the bottles to break because technically it's illegal yeah no that's you know that, that, that that's a pretty fair point right there too and then you know if the bottles break well you're just you're you know out some money right there too but uh yeah mitch is looking to for sites online for getting beer and with him, it's not even necessarily just trying to get stuff from different regions. He just wants to be able to, you know, get mass amounts of Guinness again because I guess his Costco stopped uh, stopped stocking the cases of them. Uh, oh, Cornex. He says the only reason shipping is so high because nobody wants to deliver packages in a shithole like Jersey. <sighs> Surprisingly, I, I did a little bit of research and the shipping wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. I mean, consider consider how heavy your average, 
you know, six pack of beer is, how how heavy your average like bomber uh, size bottle of beer is. So, um, White Ass Brent posted a site, Brewforia. That didn't list New Jersey as one of their restricted states, so that's a site that I could probably give a go. Just for shits and giggles, I put together a cart on uh, Bruforia. A lot of the stuff I wanted to try it was out of stock, sadly, so I couldn't really, really get into it. I threw in a Deschutes sampler. Um, it was a uh, twelve bottles, twelve ounce bottles uh, that came to twenty bucks on its own, and then shipping to me in Jersey for UPS ground came to thirty three nineteen. That's I I think that's a little pricey. Um. Yeah, okay. Mitch makes a good point. He's you know, shipping is around twenty bucks for a twenty four pack. That yeah, that's that's the right, you know, price pretty much. And what would really sell it is free shipping. I know that there there was one site, uh one site that I'm actually gonna come across here and I can't remember which one it was, but they had a, a discount thing set up where you buy five bottles, you get a certain percent off. Ten bottles, certain percent off. So that might take some of the sting out of the shipping. Um, and oh yeah, okay. Mitch said he found one site that did free shipping, but it was goofy rules. He didn't understand. They, they probably make you jump through all sorts of hoops there. Um, but yeah, for for that um for that uh twelve pack of twelve ounce bottles, thirty three nineteen for UPS ground. I mean, honestly, that's that's about what I paid for shipping to Mitch. Thirty two, thirty three, something like that. And that was um was that that was that, that was actually six twelve ounce bottles. And uh, one like larger bottle, so it, it it's kind of hit or miss depending on that. I added a second sampler and a couple individual twelve ounce bottles. It bumped up to fifty six dollars. Oh, if if you're gonna go to those sites, I'm guessing it's really gonna be stuff that you're specifically looking for, not just oh this looks good, this looks good, this no make. You probably want to make it stuff that you are really wanting. Um, I came in, uh, across another one on Reddit called Craft Shack. It's at uh, craftshack.myshopify.com. Uh, I put five bombers in the cart at nine bucks each, and shipping actually came up for fourteen dollars total. It didn't throw any errors at me being in New Jersey, though it's possible it could have. I fully tried to complete uh, my purchase. I didn't put in my credit card or anything like that, but I put my shipping info. So, uh, damn, Mitch got cheap shipping. But he can't tell me how he got that right because uh, probably has to do with uh, him being a spy and all that stuff. Um, let's see. I, d- I did another cart full at Craft Shack. It was a six pack and two bombers. That one came to twenty six bucks for shipping. It, it's still not unreasonable, but it, the temptation is there. You're on those sites and you just click checkout. Uh, you could have easy, easy, easy buyer's remorse with that. There was another one from Reddit. It was a Lucan's Liquors, L-U-E-K-E-N-S, liquors.com. Looks like they shipped to Jersey too. And shipping was cheap again on this one. I threw uh, an 11.2 ounce bottle of McKellar's Beer Geek Breakfast. That's the the civet shit coffee beer. And a 750 milliliter bottle of McKellar AK Alive Alaskan Wild Ale. And... This is this is a selling point for me because I I may go back to the site for this. A bottle of bacon vodka. It was forty six ninety seven before shipping. The vodka was twenty seven ninety nine on its own, 
and the shipping came to just over $15. That might actually be my best bet to get the bacon vodka because, again, they don't seem to sell it in Jersey, and I really, 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 really want to try it. So once I do some actual shopping around, not just throwing random beers into a cart that say, oh, this might be good, this might be good. I mean, if I'm going to spend that kind of money on shipping and everything, I'm going to want to make sure that I know what I'm getting. But that site might be a good one for me because, fuck it, I want my bacon vodka. I feel like I'm the only one that didn't get to taste it, even though I know Marianne was really the only one that did get it. Um, okay. Uh, Let's see, what day was that? Um, it was probably Saturday. Saturday, I think. Went out to eat with my family at a gastro pub out here that's known for its great craft beer selection, especially bottled beers. But if I'm going out, I'm probably not going to buy bottled because chances are if they're able to get it at the restaurant, I'm going to be able to find it you know, in, at, the, uh, at the store. I was hoping that it had Purple Haze on tap. They had it listed on the site, but it's kind of you know on tap selection to ch- you know, change it will pretty much depending on what they got. And they only had it bottled, so I cheaped out because I can get purple haze at the store. It's not you know not that big a deal to me. I just wanted to try it on tap. They didn't have it, no biggie. So I cheaped out, and they had a apparently you know pretty well known for this restaurant uh, two dollar PBR on tap, which was actually surprisingly okay, especially considering I've never actually had PBR before, to my recollection. You know, it's a cheap beer. It's a hipster beer, but two dollars on tap—that's not bad. I had, I had, you know, two, you know, two um, glasses of it. Pretty much enjoyed it. It, it was a good thing I cheaped out there and didn't go for anything more expensive because our bill did come to almost seventy dollars with tip in the end. So a little bit of an expensive uh, restaurant there, but they—they they had lots of great craft beer signage there. They do a beer school every so often on Fridays. Um, to, I guess, let's see, uh, to, 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 like, okay. The last one, it, they had it, it was, uh, $60, hosted by Flying Dog Brewing. And if you want to check it out, the, uh, name of the place is Salt. Their website, saltgastropub.com, and, um, the beer school info, saltgastropub.com slash studio slash flying dog beer school. And it's all food and beer pairings. I, I really want to keep an eye out for the next one. Um, let me see here. I think I yeah I have it up here. Just to give an idea of um, what kind of stuff they had going on uh, with their raging bitch deer, raging Cajun dip, Cajun chicken, blue cheese, beer battered onion rings, uh, underdog. They had horned eggs. So it was deviled eggs, buffalo shrimp, and green onions. Their gonzo beer. It was a dish called coffee and cigarettes. It was smoked chili spring rolls, sharp cheddar cheese dip. Um, their doggy style beer, garlic lamb chops, garlic and rosemary crusted lamb chops. Although the website says lamp chops, so somebody doesn't know the difference between a P and a B. And lemon apple slaw. And then finally for dessert, their um, their beer, the fear, to make pumpkin pie fritters. They used a spiced pumpkin pie mix, graham cracker crumbs, and a raspberry jam print. So all for sixty bucks. That actually sounds pretty fucking good. Um, so did that, 
and then had a little bit more yard sale fun um, during this past weekend. Uh, the town that my wife's parents live in, um, they had like a town-wide yard sale kind of thing going on. So uh, we decided to tool around there a little bit. I got a uh, Beck sign, Beck's from Germany, uh, for my eventual studio to go with the Yingling one. And uh, this was kind of a cool thing. Um, my wife found an old swing top Grolsch brewery bottle. Now, to give the history on them, uh, Grolsch, they were originally founded in 1615. They were the second largest brewer in the Netherlands as of February 2006 after Heineken. Um, hold on a second here. Uh, let's see. Okay, uh, they were bought out by Miller in 2007, and I think I have an image somewhere here. Let me see if I can find it. Uh, da, 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 da. Okay, yeah, I think I got one for the for the chat here. This kind of gives you an idea, and I know they, they still sell bottles like this. Um, uh, post this in the chat again if you are listening live, but you're not in the chat for some reason. MoreLikeRadio.com slash live. So that's that's the bottle. Um, on mine, the label's mostly gone, but it's still a pretty cool, pretty cool thing with the embossing on it and everything. And son of a bitch, the Gatorade bottle works. That's all I'm gonna fucking say. If you know what I'm talking about from previous shows, um, yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna clean off the little remnants of the label. Um, like the the um, the seal at the top is kind of cracked up a little bit, but I think it's still pretty much intact. And then it's got a porcelain cap on it. Pretty pretty neat thing to find. From what I was looking at on eBay, for some reason people are selling these for like fifteen bucks a piece. So my wife got it free at a garage sale. So I'm not going to complain about that at all. I'm all about uh, weird uh, weird you know just. I don't know, collectible, knickknacks, tchotchkes kind of thing. Um, Mitch in the chat asking if I've had the Guinness Red Harvest Stout yet. Uh, went to his local liquor store. Has over a thousand different beers. They don't have it yet. Said it may show up Friday. I've been looking for it too. Haven't haven't found it yet. Anytime I've gone to the liquor store, that's where I've gone first. Right to the Guinness, trying to find that stuff. And usually when I don't find it, well, then I just you know, buy regular Guinness. But yeah, I'm very very much looking for that so if i find it i'm gonna be you know tweeting and facebooking and everything about it because i really 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 do want to see that so if it might show up in your store friday mitch i'm gonna have to keep an eye out for it this weekend uh let me know if you find it i'll let you know if i find it too and let you know how it is okay Another thing I did this weekend, I was, well, okay, let's see, my, my in-laws were out of town, and the liquor store that I tend to get growlers from now is close to their house. Coincidentally, it's also close to where we are hoping to move. We're waiting on all sorts of bank house shit right now, but um, I went there. And I think this was around the time we were doing the the yard sailing stuff too. Um, my my wife's parents were out of town. We just had to you know grab the mail, check on the house. There was a thunderstorm the day before. Wanted to make sure power was on, all that kind of stuff. 
And I was like, oh, shit, I should have brought my growler. I could have gotten it filled up. My wife is like, eh, just buy another one. I'm like, eh, shit, okay. Because the last time I bought a growler from there, they mistakenly canceled out the uh, ring up on the new growler and didn't charge me for it. So I got my first growler for free. I didn't, you know, I had to pay for the beer, but the growler itself I got for free. It was four bucks, whatever. But she said, you know, yeah, just buy another one. So I went there and I got Sierra Nevada's Tumbler um, Autumn, uh, was it Autumn Tumbler Brown Ale? And I actually, fucking delicious on tap. Wasn't, I think it was like 14 bucks for for the beer itself and the growler and then four for the growler. So I got three growlers sitting here now that I can just fill up whenever I want. Um, but reading, I think of it, it was either on Reddit or it was on one of the beer sites. Apparently, Sierra Nevada is discontinuing Tumblr, which is really, really disappointing because it's it's a good brown ale. It, I don't think it, you don't see enough decent brown ales out there, and Sierra Nevada just had a really, really good one, even though it was relegated to a seasonal. But I guess. Ugh. It's being replaced by a seasonal IPA that I guess is going to become a regular IPA. And fuck your IPAs. I want my goddamn brown ale. There are enough fucking IPAs on the market. Stop it. God damn it. (sighs) So, yeah, it's kind of depressing. But eh, there are other brown ales out there that I can enjoy. Dogfish Heads Indian Brown Ale, I really enjoy. I know I sent a bottle of that to Mitch. Um, so before I get into the the news stories proper, a couple more tidbits here. Th- this is one I think uh, I think this actually got posted in the Facebook group. I'm not 100 percent sure, but it was a good story. Uh, I actually saw it before it got posted in the Facebook group, so kind of of the same mind of people. Uh, this is from metro.co.uk. Feral pig drinks 18 cans of beer, fights cow, and then passes out drunk under a tree. So, maybe an average night for Joe Coletta. It seems that going out, getting drunk, and then getting into a fight is no longer reserved for humans. After a feral pig reportedly went on a violent alcohol-fueled bender, the swine drank 18 beers on its bender in Port Headland, Western Australia, according to ABC News. The alcohol also made the pig hungry. Okay, I can't blame him for that because I will probably eat a Baconator after the show because I am a reformed fatty that is in denial um, and was seen looking through rubbish bags for something to eat. Not me, the pig. The pig. In the middle of the night, these people camping opposite us heard a noise, so they got their torch out and shone it on the pig, and there he was, scrunching away at their cans, said a camper who had witnessed the hog's shenanigans. If this wasn't bad enough, the animal then got into fisticuffs with a cow. I don't know quite how that's possible possible for a pig to get into fisticuffs, per se, with a cow, also, and came off worse in the exchange. Then he went and raided all the rubbish bags the camper added. There were some other people camped right on the river, and they saw him being chased around their vehicle by a cow. Why did no one record this on their cell phone? That would be YouTube gold. A feral pig, drunk feral pig, being chased around a car by a cow. Come on. The last sighting of the pig of it... uh, 
was uh, of it lying under a tree after seemingly becoming overwhelmed by the alcohol with police actively looking to locate it. Uh, I, I can't believe nobody got video of this goddamn thing because it'd be fucking hilarious. Uh, let's see. What are the, what are the commenters? <laughs> One of these, uh, the top commenters, an NHL writer at examiner.com. What's the big deal? He got drunk, ended up at White Castle and had a fight in the parking lot. <laughs> okay. There's another good question on here. How did this pig get 18 beers and who counted him drinking them? That is an excellent question. Um, how did, how did he get, I, I, I don't know. The article doesn't say where he got them or, you gotta admit though, if that, that pig was made into bacon, that would be some delicious bacon. Uh, okay. And then the last bit before news, well, this is, this is kind of news. Number of shows back, can't even remember if it was part of a news story, if it was actually part of an overall arcing topic. And god damn, what the fuck is going on upstairs in my house? All I hear is my dog barking, which means there's nothing good going on. Also, my wife yelling. So I'll just uh, kind of ignore that. Uh, but a number of podcasts ago, I mentioned that Dogfish Head was getting into making food. Specifically, beer-infused brats. They also have a hop pickle, and they had a, uh, a clam chowder that they did with one of their beers. Now, I let's see. When I was in that um, store in Pennsylvania, where I got the was it the fuck? Um, holy shit! Why am I, why am I forgetting the why am I forgetting the damn brewery? Uh, I, I'm in, the, the more I drink, the more I forget the actual breweries that I drink from. Atwater Brewery. And I got that variety pack from them. That's what it was. They had an ad on the wall for the Dogfish Head Hop Pickle, but I didn't feel like asking about it because I'm a fucking pussy. But the, uh, the brats, those are actually hitting the Northeast. They're supposed to be in sale in restaurants. I'm sorry, not restaurants. In stores. In stores. This is from Beer Street Journal. Um, let's see. Da, 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 da. So they've been selling them at the brewery for a while. And like I said, I mentioned them in a previous show. They're going to be available at more than 50 retailers. The ones they listed here in the article, King's, Balducci's, Food Bazaar, and Murphy's Markets. I have King's here, so the next time I have occasion to stop at a King's, I'm going to check it out, see if they have them there. They have four different flavors. Spicy Espresso, that's probably the one I'd go for. Greek Feta, Heirloom Italian, I'd probably go for that one too. And the classic Bratwurst. So, if you are in the Northeast and you have those particular retailers, or even don't have those retailers, keep an eye out for them, you might find them. But if I uh, do find them at King's, actually, if I find them at King's, I'll probably just buy all four flavors if they have them, because, hey, I gotta do research for the show. Gotta do it for the show. Um, holy shit! It's already 6.44. I can't believe it. I've been yapping that much. Um, ah, Cornac says in the chat, ironically, bacon is great hangover food. 
Uh, you know, that reminds me of that gastro pub that I went to. One of the, I don't think, it wasn't an appetizer. It was just one of their sides. They had candied bacon. And god damn, I wanted to, oh, but what, what, I'm trying to remember what we got. Um, they brought out a, just a plate of like tortilla chips and they, they didn't, you know, they weren't homemade tortilla chips, they were like Tostitos or something. But there was a dip that, it was like a black bean dip with garlic, really good. My wife got a burger, which, again, was also really good. Had Guinness braised onions, fucking fantastic. The fries were really good, nicely seasoned. My kid got some mac and cheese that was actually really, really good also. And I got, um, it, it was like a lightly breaded chicken over rice with a sriracha cream sauce. But, and and then for dessert, we got uh, vanilla creme brulee. I guess sometimes they have a Guinness creme brulee, but they didn't have it there this time, which was kind of a bummer, but still, still good. Creme brulee at a restaurant is wonderful, but it's the kind of restaurant where there's so much good stuff on the menu that I just want to try it all. Part of part of being a semi-reformed fatty is that I just I can't get over food. Oh, no, I'm not touching myself right now. I promise. Seriously. Ah, okay. New stories. New stories. Bill could be on the table in 2014 to allow growlers in California by 2014. I uh, got this from uh, brewbound.com. This would give California retailers the ability to fill growlers, which is baffling that they can't do it in a good beer state like California. Uh, y- y- when you when you think a lot of the craft beers, you think in the West Coast, and you think they're kind of enlightened when it comes to this shit, but they're they're not allowed to do it. Um, there's no formal proposed legislation as of yet. And right now, only beer manufacturers can fill containers of beer under the current laws. So pretty much, if you're bottling the beer, you know, you can fill that container. But anything else, you're fucked. So there's actually mixed feelings from craft brewers in California. This kind of surprised me a little bit. Some think it's going to help grow craft beer, introduce it to new customers via tastings in store, etc., stuff like that. There are others that are worried about the ability of retailers to educate consumers on how to keep growlers fresh. This is where some of the craft brewers lost me, and I didn't understand why they would potentially oppose the legislation because of this. I can't understand how difficult something like that is. It almost seems lazy on their part. At the store I go to, the one I mentioned before where I got the growler, you know, he told me I can keep it sealed Good and fresh for up to six months. And of course, once you open it, just like any other carbonated beverage that's been opened, you want to finish it in a reasonable period of time. You know, you open a two liter of Pepsi, you're not going to leave it in your fridge for two months. It's going to go flat. Same goes for a growler of beer. You know, probably, you know, I'd, I'd say less time than your average carbonated beverage. But still, you want to, if once you open that, you're not going to want to let it sit there for probably longer than a week, I'm guessing. How difficult is that to, you know, educate the consumers? 
you know, I, I, I just did it right there. I don't even know the exact technology in the store that I go to of them filling the growler. I know there's a machine there. I know they put the growler in. I know they close the door. Beyond that, I have no fucking clue. But I can at least tell you, okay, this is the way it goes. It'll stay fresh for six months. You open it. You're on a timer. Simple as... How can you oppose legislation based on that? But, I don't know. They're weird in California. Um, oh, sorry, Kitty. <laughs> so Other considerations are in play. The sizes that they would allow. You remember that bullshit in Florida where they didn't allow the standard size 64-ounce one? It actually makes me think. i got to check and see what happened with that legislation and what was going on with that battle. Uh, labeling types of retailers that would be authorized to fill them, etc. I mean, do you let supermarkets do it if they, you know, offer, you know, if they can offer growlers? Do you let bars do it or no? Is it just liquor stores that can do it? So there, there's stuff they got to figure out with that. Personally, I think research, researching how other states handle it is probably the best step. You know, um, you know, imitation, sincerest form of flattery, blah, 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 blah. But, you know, look at how the other states are doing it successfully and, you know, make a blueprint from that. Um, <sighs> God damn, I want a Baconator now. What the fuck is wrong with me? Uh, potentially lethal bacteria found in wastewater of Germany's largest family-owned brewery, Warsteiner. Yes, yeah, is a nice, happy story. I got this from... CNBC.com. Uh, with only a fortnight, let's see, uh, this was from, okay, last Friday. With only a fortnight to go to before Oktoberfest, Germany's boisterous celebration of beer drinking, a leading brewer is facing a dangerous threat to its reputation for the purity of its product. To the horror of German beer drinkers and producers alike, a potentially lethal bacteria has been found in the wastewater at the Warsteiner Brewer, the largest family owned beer maker in the country. Now, Going into this, it's kind of sensationalist at the start. Yes, there was a potentially, and there's the word right there, potentially lethal bacteria. Well, you know what? Swine flu is potentially lethal. Pneumonia is potentially lethal. A great number of things are potentially lethal. Hell, this beer bottle in my hand is potentially lethal if I drink 50 of them in a sitting, if I smash it over my head and then stab myself in the chest with it, yes, the bottle is potentially lethal. Um, let's see what else I got here. The pair of scissors that I have next to me, if I jam them up my rectum repeatedly and then bleed out, yes, that is potentially lethal. Those scissors are potentially lethal. So you get the sensationalist tone of this article here. But... Basically, what they're saying, it's a Legionella bacteria that's been linked to an outbreak of illness in the town. Infected 165 people and has caused two deaths, and it's been found in the wastewater pumped out by the brewery. Again, it's the wastewater. There's no indicator that there's any problem with the beer, but unfortunately, it seems to have caused a panic. 
the article goes on to say, top officials in the German beer industry have warned that speculation about any link between brewing and the bacteria is likely to bring the entire sector into disrepute. Exactly what I'm saying here. People overreacting at the start, saying, oh my God, oh my God, bacteria, it's from the beer. Oh my God, oh my God, it has to be from the beer because it's from the brewery. Oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. So, you know, people freak out over in Germany, apparently, too. Um... Let's see. Uh, The discovery of the Legionella bacteria in the Warsteiner's wastewater was described by one local newspaper as a catastrophe for the town and its beer. Well, no, it's a catastrophe for the town, perhaps, because the wastewater, you know, may go into the water supply, blah, 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 blah. I don't know. Well, no, the wastewater's not going to go into the water supply because it's wastewater. So even a catastrophe is, you know, overselling it a bit. Um, frantic officials rushed on Friday to insist the cause of the infection was not in the brewery, which, you know, that's fair. Uh, in our view, the Warsteiner Brewery is not for the time being seen as the original source of the infection, said Frank Seidlitz, a spokesman for the Environment Ministry in North Rhine-Westphalia. Our products are safe, said a brewery spokeswoman when the outbreak of the disease was first revealed, but since bacteria was found in the sewage ponds, the company has gone very quiet. Well, yeah, of course they're going to go quiet. What the fuck else are they going to say? They already said their products are safe. It's in the wastewater. That doesn't mean it's in the beer. If you're drinking the wastewater, okay, you might have a problem. But then if you're drinking the wastewater, you probably got a problem anyway. Or you may be drinking Bud Light. Quack, quack. Okay. Um. Oh. Okay, I just clicked back over to the chat. Son of a bitch. God damn it, Cornex. Is that a is that a triple Baganair? Is that a triple? Cause that that oh 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 god damn that looks good. Okay. Damn it! Oh I need to lose like fucking fifteen pounds. And this show does not help me whatsoever. Even though I run four miles three times a week at least you know, okay. Little, little aside here from this. Well, you know what? Let me finish this article, and then I'll do my little aside. Um, blah, blah, blah. Facing quite new discoveries. The ecology of Legionella needs to be rewritten. Blah, 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 blah. Treatment, water treatment ponds at breweries were an ideal breeding ground for bacteria. So, the, the bacteria could be completely after the fact. Simple as that. Wastewater, breeding ground, don't blame the brewery. Okay, <laughs> so that little aside, uh, if anybody is familiar with the oatmeal, the uh, online comic that has gen- generally funny stuff, but often very thought-provoking and brilliant stuff too. Uh, if you've ever, let's see, um, let me see if I can bring up the page because there was a uh, oh, fuck. I guess I should probably sit up. One of the problems with me doing this show and drinking is that I tend to slouch more and more as the show goes on. It's part of the problem of having this uh, mic arm. So the oh, eel. Because I want to make sure I give this guy proper credit for what he's got. Um. Say, oh, he has a new book coming out in a few weeks too. Um. Okay, there's a strip called My Dog the Paradox. If you are a dog owner or you have ever been a dog owner, 
the strip will make you laugh and it will make you cry. I am I know that sounds cliche, but it is brilliant. Just perfect. If you want to check that one out, theoatmeal.com slash comic slash dog underscore paradox. But the the one I'm thinking about here, like how I mentioned I you know run you know at least three times a week, four miles each time. The terrible and wonderful reasons why I run long distances, theoatmeal.com slash comic slash running. That explains why I run long distances. Basically, let's see, uh, let me click on this. He says, um, I want to make sure I get the quote correct here. Um, has to do with food. Um, let's see. I run long distances for the worst possible reason. I run to eat. I punish my body outdoors to atone for my atrocities indoors. And that's it, it ties into my beer. I hate the fact that I didn't run today. Thankfully, I ran yesterday. I'm going to run tomorrow. Because on my show nights, I drink a shitload of beer. I am... Oh, I have to punish my body outdoors for my atrocities right now drinking these beers. But I don't know where I was really going with that tangent, but it's it's somewhat beer related. God damn it, Cornax! Oh, delicious. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, you, you put that bacon and cheese on there. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that, 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 that burger patty is just sliding off there. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, Mitch says, get a better metabolism like me. And my but my metabolism got fucked once I turned 25. Uh, yeah, he says, eats shitty food, drinks a lot, and doesn't gain weight. I, for the most part, don't. I mean, I, I used to weigh about 250, and I dropped down to, at my lowest point, probably around 160. Um... Right now, I'm hovering around 180, which I am not pleased with because I am not a tall gentleman. I am about 5'7", and optimally, I would still like to be back within those 160s, and um, you know what? I'm going to blame it on stress. I am going to blame it on stress. Stress makes me drink. Stress makes me eat. Fuck stress. If I get another job, I'll probably feel better, and I'll probably lose some weight. I mean, for fuck's sake, I... The past two days, like, I didn't even plan ahead properly and did not have breakfast or lunch because I forgot to bring them to work. And I'm probably still going to fucking, like, gain a pound. Like, stupid me, I, I I weigh myself, like, every couple of weeks. And I'm like, I gained another pound. No, like, over the past two weeks, I lost, um, what was it, point two pounds, maybe point five pounds. I don't know. Cornex says, I feel like an altar boy after meeting up with Father McKinley. Fuck you, Cornex. Ah, <laughs> <sighs> well, you know what? We're halfway through here, so this is probably a good good point to to hit up with the break. Um, let's see what I got for after the break. I still have, I still have lists that I can fall upon because I am an insecure douche who is not confident in my ability to fill two hours of radio. Uh, 
what I what I'll definitely get to. Beer goggle study wins Ig Nobel Award, so it's a spoof on the Nobel Awards. This was actually kind of cool. Some of the stuff in the article. If you like the smell of hops, there's a shampoo for you. And then some of the lists that I do have. So I'm probably I have a feeling I'm going to hit at least one of these. Eight simple steps on how to not be a dick while drinking beer. Uh, this one I've been holding on to for weeks here. 21 reasons you should drink more beer because that's awesome. And then this one I actually want to try and get to today too, definitely. 13 ways to survive a party without drinking. Mainly because the list makes me angry at how shitty it is. Then, of course, the uh, new beer reveals and releases for the week. Uh, let's see. I got a couple. Eh, of course, a couple pumpkin ones because it's that time of the year. Uh, a few from Dogfish Head. And then uh, good old sour because I like my sour beers. So with that, I will be back shortly after these brief messages on Alcohol by Volume on morelikeradio.com. Alcohol by Cheers. Volume, Kevin oh, Show. Hey! It's hey. oh, the name of the show. Hey! More Like Radio! Uh, now, now I'm realizing that this is all going to be on fucking podcast. Oh, boy. I told yeah, you. We were trying. I was trying to warn you the whole time. Dude, I don't care. I'm voluntarily Skyping into you. Use us to make a promo. I don't care. No. Mm-hmm. Like I said, my fiance doesn't listen. Dutch got drunk one night. Well, he gets drunk every night. But he got drunk one night, and I used it as a promo. Why not? Use this into a promo. I, I give everyone permission to turn this audio into a promo. I don't care. He also used Drunk Me for a promo, too. You remember? So, I, I, yeah. Punch JJ, it. you play it every week. I do. Folks at home, radio gold like this happens every Sunday and Thursday at midnight on 360 on 420, only on morelikeradio.com. Hey, are you absolute garbage? Let me guess, an alcoholic? A drug addict? When was the last time you were even out of your house? Well, why don't you join us for the Red Show? We're all about personal betterment and self-esteem. I want to do, uh, you know, maybe like uh, City Meets the Swamp, something. Something. I hope it ends up with the fucking city getting eaten by a goddamn alligator. Ambassadors of peace at any income level. That's what we do here. We're all about olive branches. <laughs> no, you're a fucking white trash asshole. You're about olive fucking garden, okay? <laughs> One thing we don't forget is how important our fans are. Is there anything more you want to say about any of these uh, cocksuckers that are listening? No, I don't think so. Okay. And we recognize the struggles and hardships of our friends. We don't give a fuck. I hope you relapsed. Burn in hell, bull. Oh, my God. God, what are you I meant I love you, bro. Get better. So come join us live Wednesday nights and experience functional substance abuse on The Red Show. Only on More Like Radio. You're doing some things with Enya, correct? I I hope you end your life. Now get off the the microphone while I talk to my pal. Do you like video games? Are you a little antisocial? Well, listen to Antisocial Gamer Radio, Tuesdays from 3 to 5 on morelikeradio.com. Are you a fan of comics? 
What about obscure movies and TV shows? Well then, you are in luck because every Friday, Nerd Hour is here to talk about those completely and utterly awesome things. So join Punchy, Ariel, and now Cornax as we talk the things that people claim prevent you from getting laid, but are amaze balls anyway. The Nerd Hour, every Friday night from 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. only on More Like Radio. Spoon! Fellas, are you looking to spice things up in the bedroom? Been fantasizing about surprising your lover with an adventurous new toy or adult movie? Well, here's an offer you won't be able to resist. Go to adamandeve.com, and for a limited time only, you'll get 50% off just about any item. But that's not all. Oh, no. When you select your one item at 50% off, you'll also receive three free adult DVDs for a little inspiration. Plus, a free extra gift so sensual, we can't mention it on the radio. And to top it all off, we'll even throw in free shipping on your entire order. And no, we're not teasing. So check out adamandeve.com today for this special offer. Get 50% off one item when you type DEAL48 for the offer code upon checkout. When you do, you'll get three free DVDs, a free extra gift, and free shipping. Just use offer code DEAL48 at adamandeve.com. Join Marianne and Kitty on Daytime Divas, where Marianne's milkshake brings all the creepers to the yard, and their life is better than yours, damn right, it's better than yours, I could teach you, but I have to charge. Daytime Divas, Thursdays at 8 a.m. on morelikeradio.com. High Society Radio is now part of morelikeradio.com. Who's all part of the more like the uh, more like radio cavalcade of stars? Oh, who, who are you joining there? Oh well, Hippo Juice—they're the the soul behind more right. like radio, and we're we're jumping on there. High Society Radio—that is. What other what other kind of shows are over there though? Oh, there's there's plenty. There's a there's just a roster. That's ridiculous. There's 360 on 420. Mm-hmm. There's a gentleman show. There's Ain't Social Gamer Radio. There's the Red Show. There's Daytime Divas. Okay, so you're not out there by your by yourself in the cold anymore. No. You're fucking with... A family. Yeah, a real family. A family of gangsters. Take the edge off. MoreLikeRadio.com It's like rap music you can understand. Damn, it feels good to be a gangster. Hey, man, when you need to look your finest, what do you do? Well, I grab my favorite t-shirt, of course. You know, I just knew you were going to say that, and I was going to ask, have you ever checked out T-Fury? I think so. That's the website with the new t-shirt every day, right? That's the one. At T-Fury.com, there's a brand new t-shirt design every day, and each one lasts for only 24 hours, then it's gone forever. So it's... Tea today, gone tomorrow? Exactly. That's a lot of t-shirts. Where do they all come from? Well, each design is submitted by a freelance artist, so no two are exactly alike. And the best part? All these tees feature nothing but nerd references. Whether it's movies, TV shows, video games, cartoons, comics, or culture, they're all awesome. And get this, each tee is just 11 bucks. Dude, it looks like I need to update my wardrobe. What's that website again? Just use tinyurl.com slash MLRTs. That's tinyurl.com slash MLRTEES. Each limited edition tee lasts for only 24 hours, so 
get over there before time runs out. Check out today's T-Fury design right now at tinyurl.com slash MLRTs. Hey, everybody. This is Alexa. You can hear my Uncle Sean say terrible things on a Hippo Juice show. Wednesday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Followed by the Red Show from 9 to 11. And now mark out radio with Big T and Dark Fox is on Wednesday too. Join them during their new time slot 11 to 1 a.m. Only on morelikeradio.com. Hi, this is Marianne from Lust and Love. Recently, we decided the show needed more dicks, so we found the manliest man we knew to fill the spot, Dark Fox. I know this is weird, but my boyfriend broke up with me because my dick is too short. He praised me about my skills and all, but is this a really good reason for a breakup? Because it's really hurting me until now. I can't seem to forget all the memories we had together. I know this can't be the reason, or maybe because he met another guy. I really cannot get over him because once he told me, I love your dick, whilst he was stroking it. That's the reason I will never let go. Lust in love, now gayer than ever. And that's saying a lot considering we used to have Hammy on the show. Join us Monday nights at 10 p.m. Eastern on morelikeradio.com. My fellow Americans, it has come to my attention that some alleged radio shows are trying to tiptoe across our internet trying to leech off our bandwidth and listeners, and I for one am sick and tired of it. That's why I brought together two real radio hosts, Punchy and Hammy, two men who did things the right way. Brains to Radio, Fridays, 8 till 10, only on More Like Radio. We, the people... MoreLikeRadio.com Because mean people need to laugh too. I just called to say I love you. Do you have it? Yeah. Great. We have it. Great. Can I have it then? No. No, you can't. Why not? Well, it's sentimental tacky crap. That's why not. Do we look like the kind of store that tells I just called to say I love you? Go to the mall. What's your problem? Do you even know your daughter? There's no way she likes that song. Oh, 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 is she in a coma? Oh, okay, buddy. I didn't know it was pick on the middle-aged square guy day. My apologies. I'll be on my way. Bye-bye. Fuck you. Nice, Gary. Really, really nice. It was just top class. Rob, top five musical crimes perpetrated by Stevie Wonder in the 80s and 90s. Go. Sub-question. Is it, in fact... Unfair to criticize a formerly great artist for his latter-day sins. Is it better to burn out than to fade away? You're in a fucking broke, man. Jesus, he was gonna buy one record, which we didn't even have, and then leave and never come back again anyway. Not the point. What did he ever do to you? He offended me with his terrible taste. It wasn't even his terrible taste. It was his daughter's. Are you defending that ass muncher? Come on, Rob. You're going soft in your old age. Jesus. Now all of a sudden, I'm offending your golf buddy. I'm gonna tell you something for your own good, pal. That's the worst fucking sweater I've ever seen. It's a Cosby sweater. A Cosby sweater. Did Lauren let you leave the house like that? Because... <laughs> hey, hey, hey. What are you doing? Will you shut up? Uh, will you? Break it up. You're a fucking maniac. I swear to God, if you tore this thing, it's vintage. And I'll fucking sock your nose. 
You'll pay big. I just call to say I love you. I just call to say how much I care. I just call to say I love you. And I mean it from the bottom of my heart. Hour number two of Alcohol by Volume. You're on More Like Radio. Join in the live chat, morelikeradio.com slash live. And, um, wait, what? Huh? What? I think I missed something in the chat here. I know Cornax is saying he needs greasy food, hasn't eaten any a week. Well, I think you did more than enough with uh, your your little challenge there, Cornax. The uh, McNuggets and the, was it the double cheeseburgers? <laughs> Oh, believe me, I want to do that, but I would, uh, I would have to not eat for like two days before and after. Um, yeah, uh, oof, arg, oh, and hey, J5, welcome to the chat. <laughs> so let me pick up here. Beer goggle study wins Ig Nobel award. This is from BBC News. Uh, the Ig Nobel Awards, they're a spoof of the Nobel Prizes. Winners have 60 seconds to make a speech to avoid being booed off the stage by an eight-year-old girl. <laughs> I don't know why, but I find that part of it funny. I don't know why. Ah, so the study was titled, Beauty is in the Eye of the Beer Holder. Okay, yeah, it's kind of a hacky title. So from the article... Uh, Brad Bushman of Ohio State University is, uh, and one of the five co-authors of the Alcohol Attractiveness Study said he was honored that his team's work had won an IG. Um, <laughs> Cornex says, I couldn't in good conscience give you that challenge without doing it first. I will pro- you know what? I will probably do it eventually. I will wait until my wife and kid are out of town, though, so I can reasonably prep myself for it and not walk in the house with that much McDonald's and be like, have her be like, what the fuck are you doing? Oh my God, you're going to get yourself sick. Like, oh, I'm not drinking with it. I'm not going to get sick that way. Come on. Um, but yeah, did you, did you end up posting those videos, Cornax? Because if you did, I want to direct people to the uh, proper channels to view them because, (laughs) Plus, I want to watch them again just because, well, it's funny. <laughs> and maybe I could dub a little bit of tiptoe through the tulips. Because we all love that song now after Friday. God damn. I finally got to listen to all of Nerd Hour today. And <laughs> just well done, sir. Catch catch Cornax on Nerd Hour now on Fridays, 11.01. Only on More Like Radio. Um Oh, Cornex said he got so much shit he wants to reshoot it at a later date. Dude, you're going to kill yourself! Well, your arteries are going to kill you or your heart's going to jump out of your chest, but damn, man! Oh, just a word of advice. Don't don't go get a physical afterwards. <laughs> yeah, that, you know, for a challenge like that with, like, the timer and everything to go straight through without any inconveniences or anything. I can understand that you want to set yourself aside a time where you just, you know, it's perfect. Okay. You've been walking more. That's good. 
and that I'm I'm actually not giving you shit about that. That's that is actually a good thing. That is a that is a good step to to healthiness, healthness, healthiness. I don't know. At this point, words just kind of all blend together. Where was I at? Oh, oh, Jesus Christ! <laughs> that that window kind of scared me. So, um, hold on, I have to unmute and answer the call. Hello, sir. Hey, Kev. What's up? So, yeah, what what, what ended up happening? Because I didn't get to watch all the videos with that. Um, what happened was, because I set up a certain rule where it's like, before you touch any of the other stuff in the challenge, because the challenge is this. It's four McDoubles stacked under one bun, 20 McNuggets, and a large Coke. Before you touch any of the other stuff, even the drink, you have to down the other buns from the other three McDoubles. <laughs> So that's really difficult because some of the buns are dry, the bottom buns. Oh, okay, that's the tough part. I mean, I, I can understand with condiments on them, but the dry buns, ugh. Yeah, the ones with ketchup are easier. So I think next time I do it, I'm going to pair up the dry buns with the, the ketchup to make it go down a bit easier. Yeah, well, c- uh, kind of the technique that they'll do like in the, well, sort of like the, the Nathan Tot Dog Challenge where they'll, well, this is kind of gross, but dip the buns in uh, glasses of water. <laughs> yeah. See... <laughs> What happened was, my phone is a pain where it has a bunch of other shit, which is basically the useless stuff that you never use on your iPhone, but gets stored on there. Yeah. That you can never delete unless you wipe your phone clean and then individually put songs back on. Yeah. Um, it had so much of that that the recording shut off right as I finished the last bun. Oh. And it stopped at a minute flat on my timer. Oh, shit. So I just stopped the timer, uh, deleted a few things on my phone, and then my phone wouldn't work, so I had to restart my phone. And I think it was like maybe a minute later I got working again, and I just started up the timer from nine minutes and did everything else. Mm-hmm. And I did all of that in six minutes flat. Damn. So I did uh, I did everything in about seven minutes, maybe that, a bit more. That's pretty impressive, though. Um, You know, but it, it's... I know everyone's joking about it, but it's like there probably could be people who would say because of the time limit or because I took a, a minute between eating yeah. the buns and everything else that I had time to swallow and take a break. Yeah, the, the legitimacy can be questioned just because of that the gap there, which completely explainable, but people are going to be sticklers for that. Exactly. Plus, I was going to reshoot the ending anyway because I just sort of did it in one take before I had to go. Yeah. Because I uh, I filmed that whole thing thirty minutes before I had to go to the dentist. Oh, <laughs> oh my god! Wow, that had to involve a lot of brushing afterwards. Um, not really because <laughs> this is this is the best part. Oh, I, no. I brushed a lot the day before. Because that was when the appointment was supposed to be. <laughs> but I didn't have the car that day. Oh. And I couldn't get in contact with anyone because, guess what? The person I was trying to call, they lost their phone. But unlike other times when they didn't have their phone, they didn't tell me to call the office. Oh. So I didn't know that. So I just started walking to the dentist by myself. And uh, I think in total that day I walked a little somewhere over three miles just ba- guessing. Um, and then I had to turn back because oh. they called me up and just said, oh, we'll do it tomorrow. Oh, 
So oh. basically, my teeth were already still clean, so I wasn't too bad on the burger front. <laughs> oh, the, the the fact that they oh you ended up having to walk that mo- that much and ugh, fucking people. Hey, at least I get the exercise, right? Yeah, you got to look at it that way. I, I'm like that at work, where I'll go across campus to one building and be finished up with something there, get back to my office, and then instantly, oh, help desk call comes in. Oh, shit, I got to go across campus again. And usually, I think within an average day at work, I'll probably end up walking about two miles or so. Exactly. Yeah, yeah that, that was sort of part of the reason why I did it. it was like, all right, I already worked out yesterday. And also, I just sort of thought about, you know, you doing the challenge and everything and thinking of how funny it would be. And then I realized... I can't really do that in good conscience to him without putting myself through it at first. And plus, there needs to be a base template. Like, for me, Mm -hmm. there was the 10-minute time limit. Yep. But for everyone afterwards, you know, obviously I have to redo this again, but everyone afterwards has to beat my time. Yeah. And we we have a pretty, like, based on what you did that first time, we have a good idea of kind of where it should be but i mean even still that that 10 minute is a good template right there but we're probably looking at seven eight ish minutes you know oh yeah that's that's because i'm able to push through a lot of stuff and i <laughs> have watched enough uh sort of competitive eating videos to know like different techniques they use oh yeah i mean i i i used to do some web design for um fuck um um uh, Don Moses Lerman. I don't know if you're familiar with him at all. Not at all. He he did a lot of the competitive eating, and so I've seen a lot of his videos of just his various techniques. So I might. Well, one try thing to you can those. easily do with competitive eating is stack things up. Oh yeah, that's like when you saw me pounding out the McNuggets. That's why I was doing two at a time, or you know, doing two at a time and taking a first bite out of the third one, or whatever. Yeah, it's a matter of, you know, tricking your stomach before it really knows what's in it. Exactly. And then I learned that the best thing you can also do is sparingly take sips of your drink. Yeah. Because, you know, at the end, all I had to do was just drink that Coke. But, you know, since I had it a little bit every now and again, it helped get everything down. Yeah, because if you're trying to drink that entire Coke at the end... Yeah. Or if you drink too much at the beginning and you'll have nothing to wash the rest down. Exactly. Yep. You know what? I will eventually do that challenge, but like I said, I think I'll probably wait until my wife and kid are out of town just so I don't get weird looks and questions from them. Well, just let me know and I can remind you of the rules of the challenge and we can set up the camera and everything. Oh, yeah. Believe me, I'll I'll, I'll set up a camera. Hell, I'll... I, I could even try and... Well, I don't know if I would want to try and do it live on the show. (laughs) That, That would probably make for shitty audio but who knows <laughs> just have me at the mic going it was also me trying to whore myself out for more like radio hey it seemed to work. because if it gets a few hits and also if it's an eating challenge and you call out the epic mealtime guys they will come oh exactly yep yep hey i believe me i thought i thought you were you did just fine a job on uh, nerd hour this past week thank you and like I, I've I've never seen for, for people that don't know they were all watching uh, Insidious on the show and kind of MST3King it and I've actually never seen Insidious but I still enjoyed the entire show. 
I didn't see it until that night either. Yeah, I mean, I, I was just, I was I just visualizing everything. Because at one point, it just, my video stopped completely. Oh. Started. Hey, man, I mean, I was just visualizing all the ridiculousness that was going on. Oh, yeah, and I even I even found the lyrics for everything. And... <laughs> yeah, every every so often, I just hear this, tiptoe. Oh, and it also could have been Dennis, because he was doing it a little bit more <laughs> than me. Yeah, I wasn't sure if it was you or if it was Dennis, but... Well, it was both of us, but I believe it's, tiptoe through the window, by the window, that is where I'll become tiptoe. Through the tulips with me. <laughs> oh, tiptoe from the garden, from the garden, on the willow tree, and tiptoe through the tulips with me. You do that way too well. <laughs> but that, that's why that song works so well in the uh, the video of Hammy, too. <laughs> Oh god, that was great. That was so much fun. Oh, I I thought he was going to kill us. I thought he was going to kill us. <laughs> I kept trying to I, obviously I had fun with it later on, but at, as soon as he left the room, I immediately tried to have fun with it because I immediately cuz I sent you that message of I'm going to send Hammy that. No, Chris, and I used his real name to make it seem like yep. it was real. Don't touch the mic. And, just and then I like put that. the message in tat. Shit, he didn't get my text. Hand me, move away from the mic. Move away. And then, like, sadly, I did not get that on camera. I'm bugged that I didn't get that on camera. But if you had seen it, when he got that message, he just oh, he shoved, ran out. He just shoved the microphone quickly away from him, and then just you ran. Know, out. I I I just gotten home before everything went down. And that's I was so lucky with it. Um. As soon as I, he didn't even get through finishing reading. He just said, shit, I thought I got my text. And then he just (laughs) pushed it away and ran out the room. I mean, like, oh, him like just kind of rocking back and forth. I'm like, do we keep this going or is he going to have a complete mental breakdown over this? He was. And we've just kept going. And I loved it because it, it, he even set himself up for it. Yeah. He even set himself up for more comments because he would like, all right, uh, anyone want an Apple Mouse? You know, and yep. I just come out with, yeah, you know, once you finish washing that mic, I'll take it off your hands. It, Hammy knows good radio. He he knows it. There's a part of me that just, he eventually <laughs> realized everyone was fucking with him. <laughs> but, you know, he was... I, I didn't notice it that night, but watching that video that you recorded him rocking back and forth, and I seriously thought we broke him. Oh, yeah. It, it, it did feel like that at one point. Just that, oh, my God, what the hell did we do to him? <laughs> and, and, then, and then when it was, it, was, it was close to being over, and then I said, um, you can't get toxoplasmosis in your ears, can you? I know, I fucking love you for that, because his, his immediate response is no. And then he goes, wait, what? And then just started sniff, sniffing the headphones. And that's what made it so great. All the sniffing noises. He's like a, a bloodhound. Oh. I, I don't, I don't, I, I don't smell anything. 
I mean, that, that was that was that was just a a great. Which is kind of the dumbest thing ever, because you had the shit smeared right underneath your nose. Of course, you're still gonna smell it. Yeah, I mean, we we were still smelling it in the room. <laughs> oh, yeah, I mean, that was oh that was that was a pretty pretty bad room to be in. It was pretty contained. Fucking oh. golden. But even you know, I was starting to think like, yeah, you know. You know uh, should they? Because once I saw it wasn't, you know, melting, I was like, should they? No, I'm not going to do that to Hammy. I'm not going to make him add water and make it worse for himself. Let's just let him go with this. Yeah, I mean, he, like, that that one picture that I caught on my phone, I, th- I think it was of him doing it on his upper lip. Just that moment, that look on his face where he's just like, ugh. Look, I don't, uh, there's a part of me. And that feels like I could have just ruined Hammy because you know how Royce and I follow Uber facts? Yeah. One of the facts is if you can smell something, that means a particle of it is lodged in your nose. Oh! oh. Which is disgusting enough for anyone else because you guys were smelling that shit. Yeah. And that means you had catch in your nose. <laughs> but imagine saying that to Hammy, especially when he was rocking back and forth. Oh, he would he would have been like just forcefully exhaling out his nose forever. Also, turnip prices are 547 bells. Holy shit. Oh god. I I I might have to sell. <laughs> where's my where's that button with Jim Cramer saying sell sell sell? <laughs> I'll have to make sure uh hope, hopefully her retail in uh, Animal Crossing is open long enough. Oh, oh, son of a bitch, 74. That's not funny. Oh, <laughs> That's evil. That is that is truly, truly evil. I mean, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, you you don't play Animal Crossing, so you don't know the... the I, uh, haven't, I, I tried to get into City Folk, and I just... Oh, yeah. I gave it away. Th- there's just... There's this obsessive element with that game... Especially with the selling of the turnips, where it's... It, I oh. played GameCube. I played City Folk. Mm-hmm. I never traded turnips. Be glad that you never got into it because it turns you into a maniac. Oh no, I got into the game. I just never got into the stock market. Yeah. <laughs> like Which right would now- be more stock as in vegetable stock. Yes, of course. Oh no, I don't think Mitch likes us. <laughs> Oh no! Of course he doesn't. Wait, what does he say? Which makes it that much better. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and, and Marianne, I think my my prices are still on the decrease right now. I think I'm in the sixty something. Oh, okay. This is interesting. Mitch just said, "I think I used to play Animal Crossing with my fake internet girlfriend when I had a DS." Oh. 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 That is wonderful. That is wonderful. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> he says there was always something familiar about uh, familiar about the game. Oh, poor Mitch. <sighs> and yes, you can find fossils on it, Mitch. Yep. And then you send them to the people and then they send it back as clean and this is a Tyrannosaurus Rex skull. Yep, and, and there there is that fish, Mitch, which I don't know how to pronounce. <laughs> Coelacanth. Thank you. I, I, I thought that's what it was, but I didn't want to sound silly. Uh, Mitch used to play Animal Crossing. With his fake internet <laughs> girlfriend. 
That means Mitch needs to get a 3DS and play with the rest of us. Or 2DS. Oh, that's true. You know, and I, I can appreciate the 2DS because it's cheap. And it, look, a lot of people are going to turn off the 3D. Oh, they, yeah. Like, because after a while, it's going to get straining on your eyes. Or even if it's not that, sometimes you just can't get it at the right angle. Yeah. So if people are just going to turn the 3D off anyway, why not just get one when you don't have to use it? And it, it's perfect marketability for kids. because Exactly, because that's like, who it's targeted yeah, towards. What is it, like seven, 7 and under, they're saying you should not use the 3D. It was like 7 and under or 5 and under, something like that. I heard it was something like 14 plus are the only people that should be playing it when it first came out. Oh, wow, really? And that's what I thought. I, that's what I remember, but this was years ago, so yeah. let's not quote me. The The only element, and of course, this, this is turning into anti-social gaming radio, but fuck it, I don't care. Um, the only element that I think will suffer with the 2DS is the street pass. Like, uh, having the Wi-Fi connected and having, like, people, like, people's me's, like, visit your DS and stuff like that. Because the 2DS doesn't exactly fit in your pocket like the 3DS. But other than... I mean, honestly, the little kids, though... Well, it does come with a carry case. So. Yeah. And honestly, I don't, I don't think the little kids are going to be worrying about Street Pass all that much anyway. I think they're going to be doing the games. Let, let's be honest. When you were a little kid, obviously little kids have tiny jeans with tiny pockets and whatever. You had a Game Boy. That's that might point. fit into, like, my jeans. That's a good point. Because they're huge with huge pockets. But that wouldn't have fit in your pockets when you were a kid. That is a very good point. Yeah, if it, like, if I tried to shove my 3DS in my kids' pants, there's no way they'd fit. I mean, depending on what pants I'm wearing, my 3DS may fit in my pockets. It may not. It, it, exactly. That, that's what I'm just saying. So a 2DS, it's like having a Game Boy. Yeah. It might fit... It probably won't. And no hinges for them to break or anything like that. Exactly. And it looks pretty... Nintendo's always been very sturdy. Yeah. Like, I know this is going back a few years, but when it, when uh, you had the GameCube, the Xbox, and the PS2. Mm. I remember X-Play, you know, back when Adam Sessler was on, and, you know, G4 didn't suck, and, you know, they basically performed a bunch of drop tests on the consoles. You had the PS2, dropped it from like 20 feet, dead. Yeah. Dropped the Xbox 360 from 40 feet. It would have been fine, except the on button fell off. (laughs) Everything else was fine, just that part with the on button just fell off. The GameCube, 60 feet and higher, nothing. And that they doesn't had surprise to actively me. smash it with a sledgehammer to get it to break. N- Nintendo, they've like you know, it, I, I know everybody kind of busts on the the original NES, like you know, okay, yeah, you gotta blow in the cartridges and you gotta you know stick a pencil in there and jam it down stuff like that. But ultimately, that console was still pretty durable considering how many are still active today. I mean, I actually, I had one that um, I ended up selling on eBay years later, but I went in and I replaced the, um, was it like the, the cartridge board or whatever for it, wherever the cartridge plugs in. I was able to get a replacement for it on eBay for like 10 bucks, open up the, open up the console, put it in there, boom, it's like a brand new console. Otherwise, the Nintendo was durable as hell. The Super NES, 
had you know the same kind of durability going with it, and you didn't really have to blow in the cartridges either. And Absolutely, 16, you know, and it, you know, I kind of regret thing. not having a bunch of NES and SNES cartridges. Because mm-hmm. every now and again, I see that Think Geek uh, advertisement. Oh, the yeah. Retro Duo portable handheld. Yep. And I want that. I know I, I, I saw something, and I don't know if it was like a Kickstarter or something like that, but it accepted NES cartridges, SNES cartridges, and I want to say N64 cartridges too. I oh, my. I don't know how that works, but wow. I just hope they called it the Panther or something to make fun of the Jaguar. <laughs> oh, God. Because the Jaguar was like a 16-bit processor plus a 32-bit processor, which made it, and plus like an 8-bit processor or something, which made it technically 64-bit. Yeah. I just want them to make fun of that and just call it the Panther or something, because you got the 8-bit system plus the 16-bit system plus the 32-bit system. I I remember the days when, like, I wanted a Neo Geo, and that was all I wanted. Wait, I, I just can't believe I just said that. I meant 64-bit system. <laughs> I called the Nintendo 64 32-bit. Boo! Shut up. Oh, I, I, I used to, like, b- back you when I was... You can catch it either until yeah. I brought it up. I, I've been drinking, though, so I have an excuse. <laughs> but, like, I, I remember, I, like, I never owned any of those systems new. Um, the... the the NES I got off eBay, SNES got off eBay, N64 got off eBay, like, years after the fact. GameCube, I think I got refurbished from, like, GameStop or something. The only, and, oh, shit, even my first PS2, I got it from a friend, the laser had, or the, uh, like, the, the um, laser lens on it had died, and I sent it to Sony. He, the guy gave it to me for my birthday and said, the laser on it's dead, but if you send it to Sony... They'll fix it for like fifty or sixty bucks. I'm like, okay, cool. You know, at that time, PS2s were still about three hundred bucks, and so I that was my first PS2. Um, I think the first the first console I actually bought new was a Wii. Now that I think about it, and then after that, PS3. But otherwise, everything else was used totally after the fact because when I was when I was younger, my parents did not get us game consoles or anything. Because I had a Commodore 64, and I had a shitload of games for that. So that kind of made up my game quota whenever I wanted to play Nintendo. I just went over to a friend's house. My but, cousins, it was... My cousins had the Super Nintendo. I don't know how long they had it. I just know that they always had it since... As long as I could remember as a kid. We had the N64, pretty much the same thing. My first console that I got brand new was the GameCube. Ah, it was such a good console, too. Yeah, it was. Mine actually broke down at one point, but there was no actual reason for it to have done so, so Nintendo of America just replaced it for me for free. Yeah, you know, I I read a story about that on Reddit recently, too, where somebody, their their GameCube died on them, and Nintendo did that for them, Fantastic customer service on their part. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And then you got all the games. Oh, boy. Beautiful Joe, Alien Hominid. Yep. Uh, Luigi's Mansion, Pikmin. I like Custom Robo. I, I don't. That didn't really gain a lot of popularity wait, wait, wait. or acclaim, but I like it. Which one? 
Custom Robo. Custom Robo or Chibi Robo? Custom. Okay. Because I, I, I had Chibi Robo, and I fucking love that game. I heard of that. I never got a chance to try it. That one, I played that one. I played the one on um, on DS, too. In fact, I still have my DS somewhere around here with a cart that has, like, about 100 games on it. <laughs> I, I have one of those old plug-and-play things with 101 and 1. Oh, God. Yeah. I see those pop up online every so often, and, like... Half like half of the games on there are like different mods of Super Mario. <laughs> uh, mine is actually a lot of original stuff, but it's all the crappy stuff from the uh, NES era. Bible Adventures. Oh God, no! <laughs> but we also have in my house one of those TB Arcade things, like the Namco stuff. Ah. Uh, so we've got Pac Man and Dig Dug. You know the actual good games, like six of them on this one little controller. Yeah. I'm trying. I'm trying to think of like any other like strange gaming stuff that I like. I, okay, I used to have a Dreamcast at one point too. That was actually probably my first first foray into um, allegedly um, illegal copies of games because Dreamcast made it way too easy. What the hell? Oh yeah. Um, I don't know that number. I I have a number calling that I don't know, so I'm scared to answer it. I don't. I swear <laughs> it's not my phone butt dialing you again. Yeah, because I'm seeing. I'm seeing it's a seven six three area code. I'm wondering if it's one of Marianne's friends. <laughs> I just realized there isn't really a way you can mess up Kevin with a Boston accent. That is true. It's not like Dak Fax. <laughs> Dak Fax. Oh no, my, my my old football coach was from Boston. Had a heavy accent, and then he would. Tr- pull this uh, one proverb from the Bible where Jesus is talking about salt. Salt is good, but if it loses its saltiness, it is nothing. (sighs) I'm trying... I I, I had a... Let's see, I had a Game Boy at one point, and that was actually probably my first, like, console kind of thing. Like, aside from... um, Aside from um, my uh, Commodore 64, like my mom was dead set against console gaming for some reason. I don't know why. Um, that's odd. Let's see. Marianne says that's not a Boston area code. Well, I don't. I don't know the area code, and I, I, I've never. I've never had. Yeah, any, it's not you know, basting, you retard. I've never had. A, I, I'm. I'm only suspicious because I have never had anybody call the show that. I don't know before, so I'm I'm worried that it could have could be one of Marianne's, um, like uh, stalkers, whatever that she's talked about on her show. Oh my god, they're calling again, and I'm scared. Scatter fucking cheese head, that uh, shithead. Well, I don't think he ever called, but let's see here. Oh, fuck that little bitch. Go, oh, I'll call on my own time. No faggot, she controls the content of her show. You call in when she lets you call in. Bitch. Hell yeah. Let's see. Um, he fucking trips and stabs himself in the brain with a nail. Oh, okay. Let's see. Um, you know what? I, I'm gonna I'm gonna add this to a group call and see what happens here. Hold on a second. Oh, god damn it! Almost had it. Caller, caller, try again. <laughs> Son of a bitch! I was just about to add it to a group call and it stopped. And I have a feeling I may know potentially who it is. Ah, uh, ah. Uh. But I'm not going to... Okay, here we go. 
Uh, let's add to the group call. Uh, hello, caller? Hi, I just want to say I didn't know I was getting in your show. What's it called, Nerd Hour 2.0? Oh, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, 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 we seem to have gone into that area, haven't we? I always drill the show. <laughs> I think this is a little bit beyond derailing. Um, I'm kidding. I love you guys, though. For real. I can't, like, I'm driving, so I can't sit there and fuck with you in the chat. So. Oh, okay. That Mitch, explains Mitch told it. told me I had to call you. I, okay, yeah, because w- once I looked up the area code, I saw Minnesota. I'm like, okay, it's either Mitch or Sherry. It's probably Sherry. I'm, yeah, <laughs> I was going to try and do, like, a southern accent, but I was like, wait, that's, that's not even going to work. Whatever. <laughs> Yeah, I know. We we got we got way way derailed. That well, that always happens on my show. <laughs> never, I've never heard that happen before. You are on the ball all the time. Well, and now I apparently have someone else calling too. So let me add them to the group <laughs> call and see what happens here. Okay, <laughs> Bye, another caller. Who is this? <laughs> yeah, it's Mitch from Minnesota. Yeah, I heard a lot of like love going around saying that this, whoever the callers you have on now. But- they saying that she loves everyone. Well, I I agree with her. I love everyone except Cornex. I kind of don't like him. But anyway, I'll let you guys comment and get get back to your show. Bye, guys. <laughs> I don't know what Mitch is talking about because I adore him. Oh, Sherry. Uh, apparently, Marianne wants you to say vodka. I don't know why. <laughs> I think. Oh no! Is Sherry left? Oh shit! Did she end up? Uh, let me see here. Ah, uh, she may have. You still there, Cornex? Yeah. Okay. She might. Yeah, she might have left too. Damn. Because I, 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 unlike, unlike my, uh, my promo, I did make sure to add everybody to group call. <laughs> so she might have dropped out. Damn. Ah. Well, now you're not incredibly drunk at the moment either, so... Yeah, yeah, that that that, that drunk show was a... It, well, actually, at that point in the drunk show, I think I, I, I think I was just stupid and didn't know what I was okay. doing. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll throw myself under the bus for that. I really... I have a, this habit of derailing you. Eh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I think people are entertained by it somehow. I mean... Holy yeah. shit! For 30 really? minutes... We, we've Ooh. been on different topics. Oh, wait. Here we go. Here, here's a group call add-in. Hello? Vodka. Not vodka. Vodka. <laughs> there you go, Marianne. <laughs> uh, okay. That, that was a quickie call there from Sherry. <laughs> it's not vodka. Vodka. Yeah, it's just Vodka. 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 Or as Dennis's people call it, water. <laughs> I thought you were going to say vodka. No. Take me to the nuclear vessels. Vessels. <laughs> <sighs> Let's see, what do I have left in the show here? Damn, I, I like. I, 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 I swear, I always worry... That I don't have enough show prep. See, you you you're lucky in the fact that with Nerd Hour you have two co-hosts that you can bounce off of. With me, if I don't have enough show prep, I'm fucked. And I'm like, Ugh. well, that's the ironic thing about the Insidious show, my first show, and I was technically the only one there with show prep. Oh, 
It worked and perfectly, then we, though. Then we just decided, hey, let's let's watch Insidious. And it it just it worked. It worked perfectly. That 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 was a good show. And like, because I, I asked Punchy uh, when we hung out to watch movies, like, so what would we have done? It's like uh, essentially the show prep was whatever you had planned. Yeah, like oh, p- part of the way through, I was like. Am I going to still be entertained by this, considering I haven't seen the movie and I'm not watching it right now? But no, the entire show just it, it kept me going. It was good because I was I was visualized everything that was going. Oh yeah, Mitch says Nerd Hour does show prep in the hour after Brain Stew, but before Nerd Hour. <laughs> not true because my preps technically started earlier in the week. Oh, see, so you're responsible. Nah, I just end up mentioning something that we realized would be funny. Uh, believe me, that, that, that'll that end eventually. Half the time, all my prep comes through, uh, let's say, Monday afternoon. <laughs> oh, that, that's hurtful, Mitch. I, I, I don't count. Oh. I guess it's because my name ain't green. Oh, boo. But then there's a reason for that, because I'd just be banning Little Matt every second. And, and like Marianne says, that'll change, trust me. I, I seriously used to start doing prep, like the day after my show and now honestly every, every week it's like oh fuck it's Monday I got my show tomorrow I really should find some stuff to talk about <laughs> I'm still I'm telling you as long as you have stories in the news of people doing stupid stuff while drunk that's true which is always going to happen you have material even if there's nothing new in the alcohol world for that week, which I doubt, you're going to have some idiot doing something under the influence of alcohol. Yeah, there, there's, there's always something like part of like it's see, we're we're back on topic here. It's good. Part of the like part of the show prep I do, I'll I'll go through so many different articles relating to beer yeah. and stuff like that, and I'll think like, okay. You know, is this going to be interesting to the audience whatsoever? Yeah, it has to do with beer, but does will anybody give a shit about it beyond me? And do I even give a shit about it? If I read through the article and I say, eh, nobody's going to care about this, I toss it. And if it's stuff like, for instance, like, you know, that bit with, you know, the drunk pig, you know, pe- people are going to laugh about a drunk pig, you know, chasing a cow around a car. I mean, you know, that that's just one of those things. You know, if it's something, if it's something, you know, informative about, you know, if I have listeners in California about the growler law and stuff like that. So, I mean, you, you guys, you guys though on Nerd Hour, you have even like more to work with there because you have so many different mediums that you can go across there. I'm still telling you, I'm still telling you, find something about somebody who did something drunk, you're going to find gold. Basically just look in uh, some Florida newspapers probably. Yes. <laughs> or, or look in Colorado to see if Dutch is having fun. That's a good point, too. <laughs> it just just do a search for uh, Colorado Police and uh, Van Wingerden. You're going to get a whole section on FARC. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I'm actually tempted to Google that now because I'm all, I, I would not be surprised if something came up. So let's see. What can I close out the show with? Hmm. Duh. 
You mind sticking around for the new beer releases and reveals while I kill those off? Yeah, sure. Okay. So, um, and, you know, have have you been drinking any beer? Or are you still sticking to the cognac? Uh, no, I haven't had. I, I just had that one sip of cognac. Um, the only recent beer I had was uh, over vacation. I had some Blue Moon. Okay, that that that's decent. Yeah, too qualifies as crafty, but Blue Moon actually has some good stuff. So I can't I can't bust on you too bad for that, especially considering I you know drink pitchers of Budweiser. <laughs> So, okay, the first one I got here, Lancaster Brewing Baked Pumpkin Ale. So if you like your pumpkin beers, uh, I think I got a picture for the chat here. I need more hands to actually post stuff in the chat. I miss the days that Dennis would post stuff for me in the chat, but he's too he's too busy working now. Um, let's see, Lancaster, it's their first seasonal pumpkin. Bill Moore, the brewcaster at Lancaster, he wanted to see their baked pumpkin ales set apart by using a unique blend of hops, malt, and spices. He says it's all about the ingredients. We brew our pumpkin with ale with quality pumpkin, spices, and pure vanilla, adding pumpkin and spices to the boil, and spices again just before filtering to get the distinctive taste we wanted. So if they are adding genuine pumpkin, that's good, because there are a lot of pumpkin beers out there that do not use real pumpkin, which is kind of shitty, just using pumpkin flavoring. Uh, That is an awesome label. That is a really cool label. I, I love some of the beer labels they're coming out with now. It just it it just gives you that nice pumpkin pie feel. But the amount of dripping white cream has me thinking oh. up a question for you. Uh oh. <laughs> Would you rather drink beer flavored semen or semen flavored beer? Ooh. Um Ooh. Cause one of them, you're drinking actual semen, but it doesn't taste like it. But the other you're not drinking semen, so you don't have to worry about that, but you have the taste in your mouth. <sighs> you know what? I, I'm going to make this nice and clean for anybody that wants to clip it out. I would prefer semen-flavored beer. 754, people. Get on it, Rich. Because <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> I, I knew there was no way around that. I knew there was no way around that. <laughs> Uh, this one's uh, 7.7% alcohol by volume. It's going to be in 12-ounce bottles. Six packs on draft. Should be hitting shelves right about now. Uh, I see guest uh, 765-584 in the chat. Change your name, guest. Thank you. <laughs> uh, they just got this for their birthday tomorrow. Anyone try it? Yes. Pumpkin from Southern Tier. That is probably my absolute 100% favorite pumpkin beer Above and beyond anything else, the closest thing that I've had to it was the um, pumpkin that I actually just drank tonight from Mitch, um, which is Mummy Train Pumpkin Ale from Flat Earth Brewing. And, oh, it's White S. Brent. <laughs> that was embarrassing for him. But, yeah, pumpkin is delicious. So that that you're going to spoil yourself for all the other pumpkin beers, dude. Just Just warning you on that. Um, speaking of pumpkin beers, I got one more here. Uh, Dogfish Head Pumpkin Ale. And I believe I have a picture for that one, too. I can post that in the chat. Uh, there we go. Okay. I know I actually saw this in a store this week, but I did not pick it up because I bought a growler because I don't want to buy too much beer because I don't want to look too much like an alcoholic. But... It's uh, in four packs, released around Labor Day weekend, 7.7% uh, yeah. 7% alcohol by volume. 
So that's like along with the Lancaster, that's two pumpkin ales that have a pretty good kick to them. Uh, another one from Dogfish Head, Bitches Brew, named for the Miles Davis album. And I know I have a picture here as well. God damn it. Like I said, I, need, I, I seriously need like four hands or some kind of weird voice activate. Wait, I didn't want to open Illustrator. What are you doing, computer? God damn. Uh, maybe you need an intern. Yeah, I think I do. Ugh. Okay. <laughs> now I gotta post it in the chat. Dennis kind of used to be my intern slash producer, but yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, like I said, named for the Miles Davis album, it fuses three. Fr- God damn it! <laughs> three threads. That's hard to say. Of imperial stout and one thread of honey beer with gesho root. It's nine percent alcohol by volume. It's in the larger seven hundred fifty milliliter bottles, and it should see release in the coming weeks. And then we got one more from Dogfish Head. It's called Old School, or I could say Oldie School, if you want to go with the E at the end, as it's actually spelled. Post that in the chat here. Uh, this one, the aging brings out the flavors of figs and dates that help ferment this rather strong barley wine ale. They say on their website at Dogfish Head, it's supposed to be between 13 and 16% alcohol by volume. Going by the label, it clocks in at 15%. Like Bitches Brew, we should see release for it in the coming weeks. I would say this is not uh, particularly a good entry-level point into barley wine-style ales if you want to try them, because this one will knock you on your ass, but it's probably delicious because Dogfish Head does really, really, really good beer. And let's say I got one more here. It is from Odell Brewing Company in Fort Collins, Colorado. Uh, let me post this image in the chat here. This is a sour, so it's near and dear to my heart. Uh, 300 pounds of raspberries soured in oak barrels and aged with multiple wild yeasts. Uh, makes an American wild ale, 750 milliliter bottles, 5.4% alcohol by volume. So it's kind of low, not quite sessionable, but it's you know on the verge of that. Arrival is still to be determined, so when they say that, I'm guessing probably within the next maybe four months or so. Uh, with that, I think that's, uh, yeah, that's actually all the, uh, new releases and reveals I got, so I, I can, uh, I can pretty much kind of close out the show now. Um, so if you want to, check out what we're talking about in the Facebook group, uh, facebook.com slash groups slash alcohol by volume. Um, what else I got here? Follow me on Twitter at E-D-I-C-I-U-S or the show Twitter at MLR underscore alcohol. You can look me up on untapped uh, alcohol by volume, all one word. Follow at more like radio on Twitter. Oops. Did not mean to ding, ding, ding there. Damn it. Um, I'd say follow you on Facebook, but um, no one can pronounce your name, so let's not try. Yeah, I know. I got a shitty Polish last name. Oh, why does Brent said he was given a can of sweet potato beer today too? You'll have to let me know how that is, Brent. Post that on the uh, beer tasting list. ABV beer tasting. Was it tinyurl.com slash ABV beer tasting? Uh, Cornex, you want to plug your stuff? Uh, Cornex357 on Twitter and the Nerd Hour Fridays from 11 p.m. to Saturday morning, 1 a.m. The Punchy and Ariel. At your punchy and nerd hour Ariel. Very good. Thank you for calling in, sir. Uh, oh, it was a pleasure. Always glad to have you on here. And uh, coming up next, unsigned hype with 
J5, Sir Darkside, followed by Dutch and Royce. I will see you guys next week. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Good night, and stay drunk. <laughs>